exploring the faith, life, and sport of Christians in sport. This is FLS. Here's your host, Brea Burrell. Hello and welcome to this episode of the FLS podcast. Today, entering the world of cricket and hearing from Chandika Hathrasinghe. Currently the coach of the Bangladesh national team, he shares about his upbringing in Sri Lanka, how he first heard about Christianity through a cricketing teammate, and his journey as a player and now as a coach across different nations. Welcome to FLS, to Chandika Hathrasinghe. Pleasure. Thank you for having me. Now, we're chatting to you today. You're actually in Dhaka in Bangladesh, and um, you're there, as I said, of the, the head coach of the Bangladesh cricket team. You've got a couple of big tournaments coming up, the Asia Cup and then also the uh, the One Day World Cup, which is happening in India very soon. Can we ask you how, how are preparations going for that with the team? Yeah, um, we, are, I think, had the last, last six months had a good lead-up uh, um, playing some bilateral series. So we are looking forward to the Asia Cup. Had some few setbacks with injuries, a couple of um, um, key players. Um, other than that, I think we are uh, yeah, shaping up well. And and this is your second time as, as coach of Bangladesh. How have you sort of slipped back into it? Is it sort of like, a, like an old glove, knowing a lot of the same people, or is it uh, many different people around? No, I think it's it's well, this time it's really easy for me to um, yeah, seamlessly setting into the job because of they knew me and I knew the jungle <laughs> sort of um, what I'm coming into and um, uh, yeah, so I think it's um, I got my um, yeah teeth into the thing really really quickly and then um, players are very comfortable around me, um, and then. I think it's I came at the right time as well. But if I had a little more time lead up to, will be good. But then, um, yeah, uh, I think uh, settling uh, time was very, very easy this time. Um, lots to chat with you about today in this interview. Uh, I suppose for us to get to know you a little bit more, uh, who makes up the Hathra Singer household, please? I got three kids. Um, my wife's name is Shivika Hathra Singer. Um, the eldest son, Kalan Hathra Singer, um, he's... Uh, Lives in Sydney, um, just finishes unis, um, uni studies, and so daughter is Saraya Hatrusinga. She's studying in the university in Sydney. Uh, Chaik Hatrusinga, youngest, uh, uh, is still in school, um, year ten. Um, he's actually recently um, relocated to South Australia um, with with a boarding school, so he's, he's on his own. And I believe uh, you've got a you've got a four-legged member of the family as well. That's right. He's the newest and the most important member at the moment. Um, my little Bentley is uh, uh, a Labrador Retriever, beautiful dog. For you, if we take you back, you were born in Sri Lanka. Can you tell us a bit about your upbringing there, and I suppose then what first drew you to to playing cricket? Yes, yeah, as, as you most people know, that subcontinent we're crazy about cricket, so. Um, as any kid from subcontinent, I started playing cricket at, um, on the street, on where you live. And um, those days, I mean, you're talking about early 80s, like we had a lot of uh, spaces to play. Um, actually, I played in paddy fields and um, on the street. And that's how I got into ten- playing tennis ball cricket. Oh, actually, rubber ball cricket, not even tennis ball. Um, rubber ball cricket. Um, and, um, yeah, and I was um, like... 
very young age. I think I was year four. One one day, my father came and asked that the school is forming a cricket team, a leather ball cricket team. Would you like to um, get in? In I said, yeah, all means. And then that's how I started playing first proper leather ball cricket. So uh, that was in I can't remember 1980. I think that's long way, long time ago. Um, yeah, um, no one from my family played cricket before. So I was uh, like, even from my mother's or father's family, they never played cricket. They were volleyballers. So like in Sri Lanka, volleyball is very popular those days because we have a beach around. Um, uh, so then that's how I got into cricket. Then the school cricket is very uh, established in Sri Lanka uh, from long there. Long days, like if if you wanted to come through cricket um, career, then so you had to play for your school, and school cricket is very big. So I started playing my junior school, and then got into a high school where it's very popular cricketing history. Um, they have about twenty-eight test players and about four test captains produced from that school. So wow. that's how I got into cricket first. And you made your test debut. It was in nineteen ninety-one versus New Zealand uh, when you obviously debuted for Sri Lanka. Do you remember, uh, um, you know, can you take us back to that match? What were your memories of it? Oh, yeah. Um, you always remember your first test. Uh, but for my uh, situation was a bit different. I was not in the original uh, team um, going to New Zealand. I was playing against um, Australian young cricketers led by Justin Langer, um, some youth tour in Sri Lanka. They were touring um Sri Lanka. I remember Justin was the captain and um, Greg Blewett um, and some of the um, Australian players who played Australia later on was playing. Uh, and two of the openers got injured in the first first two games or first warm-up game in New Zealand. And um, then the board uh, yeah, um, asked me to go you, you, to New Zealand. I had to. I remember I had, we didn't have a... Um, consulate, New Zealand consulate in Sri Lanka. So I had to fly on my own to Singapore, spend the day, get my visa, <laughs> and then go into, uh, go into New Zealand. I was straight into um, to a match, uh, the warm-up game on the second day of the warm-up game I had to play. So th- those days, like, there's no, uh, you need to acclimatize or anything. You just get in there, next day you play. <laughs> so I played warm-up game two days and then straight into the test match. So I didn't have much time to think or much time to worry about what's going to happen because it's all about how do I get there, make sure that I'm <laughs> my bag is there and ready to play. So uh, luckily, we they won the toss. They started batting. So I had some time on the field. So didn't have to bat first day. Uh, yeah, I had a good start to test cricket. And I think I remember scored 80 runs and 81 runs in the first test match. Uh, yeah, that's how I played. So it's, it's a bit blur how it all happened. But then, yeah, um, because it's a rush. But then I thought that that's the best way to play test cricket because you don't have much time to think. Yeah. And I suppose a quick way to get over jet lag as well. You sort of this straight in and you're playing straight away. That's right. The next test match also um, in New Zealand, we, we had a really good test match. We were nearly, nearly winning that game until the last uh, session. Um yeah, I had success in first three games. I thought, okay, test cricket is very easy. Uh, or why these guys are yeah, talking about test cricket is hard. And then what happened is I came across the my now my colleague working with me here uh, as my bowling coach, Alan Donald. 
and they came into test cricket in 1992 or 93 and now my third test series against south africa and then i came across him um, i realized that how hard is test cricket he got me out seven times out of eight so that was my <laughs> experience with early experience with test cricket you you mentioned Alan's obviously part of the the Bangladesh setup at the moment. Does that a, like do you like when when you sort of first met each other? Did you have a bit of a joke about that when he sort of came into your squad? Yeah, he, actually he was here before uh-huh. because the previous uh, uh, got him me got him me here. So um, um, if I had choice, I I don't think I no no, no I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> you know I, we joke about that. I said um, yeah. Um, you actually ruined my test career. So anyway, we had a good time, a good joke about it. And I was sitting next to him uh, um, in one of one of the flights, and I told him um, I rather sit next to him rather than facing from other end. So yeah, it's good. Um, he, he's a legend, and he's he's one of the um, best uh, world I've seen. So I have uh, yeah no regret like um, on that. But then um, yeah, we're having a great time. From uh, from looking at your record, you played 26 Test matches and 35 one-day internationals for Sri Lanka. Um, any other memories from your time uh, on on the international scene representing your country? Yeah, there's a lot of memories. Um, uh, in 1995, we beat Pakistan um, in Pakistan for the first time. Um, that was a really good. Um, um, I, th- I thought it's a turning point for Sri Lanka cricket, just leading up to the 96 World Cup. Um, we all know that um, Sri Lanka won 96 World Cup. Um, so that was the start, um, playing uh, against Pakistan in Pakistan. Um, I also had a good series because I got dropped after that talent Donnelly incident from the team and then come back in 95. Um, I ended up scoring, I think it's the second highest run score in that one. Um, that was... Uh, one of my highlights. Uh, the other one, um, actually playing against Australia in 92, um, I still talk about, um, I'm, I'm supposed to be a batsman, but um, I really talk about my bowling. <laughs> so um, I love to um, uh, talk about that because I took uh, four wickets uh, in one session and then everyone's surprised that um, how do when, when they see me bowling, how do you take those um, those wickets anyway? So that's one of the other highlights um, taking um, Mark Taylor, Alan Border, Dean Jones, and wow. Mark in one session. So, um, and I'm uh, was fortunate to play two World Cups um, for Sri Lanka as well. Overall, what do you love about the, the game of cricket as well? Oh, this this game is so um, close to your lifestyle because this um, teaches you a lot of things about. Um, uh, your emotion, how to control your emotion, your how to handle success, um, failures. Um, it's it's a game uh, like it's only only the only game that I think is uh, as a batsman is you have one opportunity to um, like make a success or failure. So that in that terms, it's, it's so so much is. Uh, What's going through your ears? Like um, as a batsman, you have to like really be in a good um, headspace to play this game. Um, uh, the other thing is that because you play long, long time, the whole day or the five days in a row, and then you spend a lot of time with um, your colleagues, uh, um, you make a lot of friends um, and lasting friendships. Um, yeah, so in that way, it's um, it's it's help you. Uh, 
shape your career or shape your personality as a person playing playing cricket um we want to hear more uh, more so i suppose about your your move into coaching uh, we want to do that shortly but if we can ask you please chandika about your your christian faith can you please share how you became a christian and look i suppose for us uh, you know sri lanka not an overtly christian country so can you please share uh, i suppose about your upbringing and and how you became a christian um sri lanka is a predominantly buddhist country so i was born into a buddhist family very strong um uh, buddhist family and um, uh, i studied buddhism grew up in a, in a round environment where we go to uh, temple um every sunday school um so then um, around 1997 98 when i was touring with the national team if how I many if you don't know we were sharing rooms those days we don't get our own room so um most of the time you share with someone like you, you your age and you get along with they put it your um, put to you like that so then um one of my uh, teammate was ruan kalpage so he um i think he's newly converted at that time um, to christianity so he was talking to me and i i was seeing him um changing his um, the ways of um his ways and the mannerism and uh, praying in the mornings and things like that and then i was asking him what's going on and then he was started uh, talking about um christianity to me um this is what happened and his story and yeah at the time so i thought okay um that's maybe be another another interesting thing to listen to um the same time uh, my wife now and then i met my um wife uh, um, at the same time uh, uh, and she was going into a charismatic church so i i started going with her and then met one of the pastors the young pastor so they and started asking question uh, him um, what is he think about your talking about you all can directly speak to god and they you can say you can um hear sometimes give signs and things like that um tell me about that so i was very curious so um until but that was in, in between like 97 98 time and then till 2005 i was like i had a lot of questions i mm. didn't know what on but i was open um and and then i was not i was i was not comparing the two religions but then i was following both and what what i think is good and um, what i thought is good um, um both religion teaches you and then there's a few incidents happened uh, around 2003 and 5 when i have to retire from cricket and then um, thinking about my um, direction after cricket so um at that time i started like because i knew a lot about christianity so i started about uh, i started talking to um god directly with me um, me and him and started talking and then i was asking for guidance i was going asking for wisdom and slowly but surely i got some direction i thought i thought a comfort um that what i need to do because i was working in a bank at mm. that time as like a full time job and um, those days in sri lanka we were not full time cricketers um um so so i i was not actually enjoying that i mean um, i knew that i had to do a job to 
provide for my family. Then I had two kids at that time as well. Um, so yeah, that's that's how my transition. And then when I was in that uh, situation, and actually God helped me to uh, I get my life in order and um, and understand my purpose. FLS is supported by Mission Partner Fellowship of Christian Athletes. FCA's vision is to see the world transformed by Jesus Christ through the influence of coaches and athletes. FCA is for those involved with sport at all levels, ages and abilities to the elite standard. Contact FLS to find out ways that you can be engaged, equipped and empowered to live for Jesus and outreach in your sporting world. Fellowship of Christian Athletes, the heart and soul of sport. For more details, head to faithlifesport.com. Well, it's halftime here on the FLS podcast, and what we love to do here is to ask our guests a whole bunch of fun, quick questions. My special guest today is Chandika Hatharasinghe. Chandika is the current coach of the Bangladesh national cricket team. Okay, Chandika, uh, here's your bunch of questions. Uh, first one. Now, uh, as a player and even now as a coach, your favourite cricket ground to play at? Lords. Bowler, and you might have answered this earlier, you, the bowler you least like to face? Alan Donovan. <laughs> um, uh, even now during your coaching career and even going thinking back to when you played, the cricket ground that you played at or coached at with the best meals or the best catering that you had? Wow. Again, Lords is really up there. Um, yeah, Lords, I think. Again, can you give us an example of the type of food they served you at a serve at Lords? Yeah, the, you have a, it's so you have a choice there. They have about eight choices, and then that's so so good. Um, um, there's a like a it's like you're going to a restaurant. You can choose whatever you want, and then how much you want. <laughs> And really, really good. Um, you can't beat that. I've played, I think, about eight times at Lords. I'm looking forward to that all the time, every time. Yeah. Uh, do you have a favourite TV series to binge watch? No, I'm not uh, a movie watcher or the binge watcher. I only watch uh, sports. Um, so I'm looking forward to Rugby Union World Cup. So um, if I watch anything, binge... Um, um, it'll be yeah sports okay other than cricket is there another sport that you're good at yeah I used to play sevens rugby although I'm um, not many people know I played a little bit um, in uh, because in Sri Lanka school rugby is very popular so we played when I was younger yeah okay um, is was there a player that you enjoyed playing cricket with yes um, my, actually, the, the guy who's coaching with me um, now, Rangana Herat, so I played um, seven years with him and I, um, he, I captained him and he captained me, so I really enjoy playing with him. Okay. Um, your best subject or favourite subject at school? Maths. Okay. Um, now, you're inviting me over for dinner at your place. What are you cooking, Chandika? Uh, Thai. Thai? Thai. Yes. Okay. Any, any particular Thai dish or just Thai in general? Um, yeah. Uh, what do I do? Um, yeah, probably I have to yeah, come up with something. 
uh, fusion, a little bit of Sri Lankan and a mix of Thai. Yeah, sounds very nice. Um, and finally, uh, the most famous cricketer you've met. Famous cricketer in terms of yeah, Sachin Tendulkar played against. Um, yeah, he's the most famous in my era. This is the FLS podcast. We'd love to hear from past and present Christians in sport about their faith, life and sport. My special guest today is Chandika Hathrasinghe, the coach of the Bangladesh national cricket team. Time for the second half. And as we continue, Chandika, thank you so much for sharing just before about your faith. Now, moving forward with your faith as well, uh, your move then into coaching. Yes, um, my first moving into coaching was 2005 when I was retired uh, from cricket in 2005, early um, early in the season. Um, first time the cricket board asked me whether I wanted to do match refereeing. I actually did match refereeing for six months. Mm. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, not the top level, the A teams and um, associate levels. So when I did one match referee. Uh, for UAE and a Hong Kong match. Um, after the game, UAE people came and approached me whether you like to come and coach UAE team. Uh, I said, oh, I have never thought about coaching, but I have done coaching before because I, my last three years of my first class career, I was a player coach. So I had um, coaching qualifications done to, from 2000 and 2003. I did my um, ECB level three and AM. Cricket Australia level three. By then, by I, so because of um, I had a bit of incline towards I wanted to go that way. Um, so the, the, this opportunity came. I thought, okay, I will give it a try. So that's how I started getting into like international coaching, starting with the UAE. Um, yeah. So when you do that, then you start thinking about asking questions from a lot of people. At the same time, you question your um, decisions because it's involved with other people. Before, until then, it's about me, mm. um, uh, what I wanted to do. And then you're asking questions, um, where you want to go, what you want to achieve. Um, is that um, working? If not working, what do you need to do? But once you start coaching, you need to like really understand um, whatever the question that you have or you, well, the person that you're going to coach with a, uh, is going to help him or is that your doubt that you're... <laughs> thinking of uh, you put it to him all these things um, uh, all this uh, in a situation like that um, actually um, talking to God asking for wisdom I thought it helped me a lot going back to I suppose that initial conversation you had with your roommates um, when you were back in the 90s um, who you sort of discovered had become a Christian when you became a Christian yourself, had you been in touch with that uh, former teammate and I suppose sharing with him that you had then become a Christian and I suppose starting way back then when, you know, through that conversation with him? Oh, definitely. He, he all the way, like from that time to 2000, well, I mean, even um, lately, he helped me throughout that kind of like, uh, uh, time because I had a lot of questions and, and I asked him, um, asking him, uh, a lot of question, and then at the same time that pastor, uh, the young pastor. So, um, and in fact, um, when I coach here, um, he came along with me as assistant coach um, uh, to Bangladesh. So we had a really good um, um, 
sort of a relationship with um, uh, with him, and then I think he helped me um, along the way um, uh, with uh, that uh, young pastor from Sri Lanka. Moving forward with your faith, um, you you know you, you're in Bangladesh at the moment, and even throughout you're on tour, and I suppose. How do you, I suppose, keep your faith strong? You obviously have your home church, but then how does, how do you keep connecting back into, um, into church whilst you're you're away and like you are currently, you know, overseas at the moment? How how does how does that all play out as well? Yes, um, then the the thing, my wife is very strong uh, in faith, so we go to church every Sunday whenever um, I'm in Australia. Um, and then we have a good network of people that support us. Um, I have a um, mentor, kind of a pastor, who's uh, keep in touch with me all the time uh, from um, uh, Sydney Church. Um, and uh, and I have surrounded with people um, same faith as well. And then um, me, uh, because of the technology, we can actually like listen to the um, mm. uh, services and all that every Sunday. Um, the mainly helping me with having people around um, and keep uh, connecting with them, um, having really good dialogues um, time to time um, or consi- con- consistently every week. Uh, ideally, if not, uh, whenever you can, uh, I'm keeping in touch with my pastors. And I know, obviously, you were for a period. Um, you were part of the the, the the team at Cricket New South Wales, and and through a, a, an earlier interview that I had, um, they've had a long serving uh, chaplain uh, with them um, in 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 a Sydney Anglican minister. Um, obviously, from your time when you were there, uh, I suppose the importance of having, say, a chaplain connected with with a sporting team as well. Yes, uh, the the. the important things is uh, or the helpfulness of having a chaplain from the same faith is that uh, we both understand the uh, how people behave and people our faith and what we're going through and um, some of the challenges that you face so um, uh, that's helped me um, at the same time uh, as a coach what you can only uh, show your faith through action. You can't just uh, talk about it because um, um, nowadays it's um, how you behave. People see your your difference mm. um, because the Christians, um, as, as we as Christian, we need to um, behave the way um, um, the Bible teaches us to do, uh, behave like and trying to uh, follow follow Jesus. So then then people see the change in us or the difference uh, in us with, with other people. And then, then you get a chance sometime to con- um, have conversation with them when they open up to you. So that way the uh, pastors, um, um, having a pastor around and then having those conversations and helping people, I think is uh, really valuable. Back to your, your coaching career, you, you mentioned um, you initially um, started coaching with the UAE. You, you obviously then Bangladesh um, how was it then you moved into, I believe, coaching with back to your, I suppose, home country in Sri Lanka? Um, was that an important moment for you to then come back as, as a Sri Lankan yourself to, to coach your national team? Yeah, that, that's one of my highlights so far in my life because I really wanted to um, 
uh, coach my country. So when the opportunity, um, that was the third time I got the opportunity. I mean, twice I didn't take it because of the environment was not right. But then when I took over, um, that that's time that I got uh, that opportunity was the right time, I thought. But then, um, yeah. It didn't go well uh, and didn't end up well, but I think I enjoy coaching Sri Lanka. Um, we had a lot of successes, but success um, there. Um, but at the end, um, um, there's a lot of difficulty, like politics, and even um, it's my Christianity uh, came question as well. Uh, they came up. Um, it was a bit uh, difficult time, and as as we know that um, those things will come at times, uh, but. Uh, yeah, I enjoy that. You mentioned so your your faith was that part of the conversation. If you're okay to share, what were you mentioning there about with with your, your faith? Because I think it's nowadays it's with social media. People can say anything um, um, without any consequences, so without um, fact and without not knowing what um, they're talking about, without not knowing as as the person. Um, there was a accusation that um, that um, uh, I. Um, converting people or mm. um, Christianity, but which it never happened. And I never spoken about um, anyone who didn't ask me a question. So um, I think I learned a lot about um, society and then how to handle those situations and not affecting you um, uh, and not going to uh, help, I mean, affect your health, I suppose, um, at that time. It's helped, the faith helped me a lot and then people around me helped me a lot. Well. I was going to ask, I suppose, yeah, from, from time to time, I suppose, and it's of varying degrees in, in different parts of the world, you know, through our faith, there may be times that we sort of have to go through trials and, and I suppose similar things like that. So you mentioned, obviously, your faith uh, being helpful for you at that time as well. Yes, definitely, because um, I, throughout history, you know that there's a, um, a people... I have faith, and then following um, um, Christianity um, had had issues with uh, uh, the society. But then, you, you the you, Christianity is all, all about love and, and trying to help people. So, so you, if you know your conscience is clear, I don't think it's that's an issue. So, um, people being good people around help help you a lot. Mm to get to that, to understand that people don't know what they're doing, what they, because they don't know you, uh, basically. So they don't know the truth. And and, and I, I actually want to pray for them to understand the truth. Now, thank you. Thank you for sharing about that. Um, then how did your move to Australia happen, uh, I suppose? Was it after uh, you, were, you were coach of Sri Lanka? Oh, no. Yes, yeah, it's, it's interesting. This was this, yeah. I got sacked from Sri Lanka twice, <laughs> so that's interesting. Uh, in 2006, after UAE stint, I was asked to come back to coach Sri Lanka uh, second team, A team. For I was the Sri Lanka A team coach from 2006 to 2008, and then I was promoted to Sri Lanka uh, batting coach from 2008. So I was serving as a batting coach. Then I was like kind of promoted as a shadow coach of Sri Lanka. So mm. basically, um, sh- um, uh, taking over after the 2011 World Cup, that was their plan um, after Trevor Bailey's finished his um, um, stint with Sri Lanka. So I was um, his assistant. So when 
around about 2010, um, there was a board change. The politically, uh, some another person came in. Um, these are normal things in some subcontinent. When the government change or the board change, then a new person comes and he wants to have their his say. So then I, 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 was, I got sacked uh, when I was... Sri Lanka team co uh, um, assistant plus batting coach. So then, me and my wife we decided that okay, um, our betterment of our family, uh, the kids, we need to move to move out of the country. So we decided to come to um, Sydney, um, Sydney, Australia. So we moved to Sydney, Australia, 2010, um, without any promise, nothing, no job. I think we just walked in um, because um, I was lucky enough to have um, the resident visa which I took some, some time back um, and my wife had some relatives so we came and they, they with help from our, uh, my wife's relative we settled in Sydney and uh, about 10 days after I when I had my um, internet connection restored in my uh, house I saw an email from New South Wales um, if you are in the country come and see us this was in December 2010 um, no, we we landed in Australia December 2010. I found this email on the 2020th of December, and and they're going to close the uh, close the office for Christmas, and then I had to go and see them very quickly. So I went there next day. I remember, and then they said, "Ah, oh, if you good that you get in touch with us, we know who you are. Um, we would like to get you involved." So that was the conversation. I was really thankful for that mm. uh, gentleman. Um, at that time called David Thompson, uh, General Manager Cricket New South Wales. Um, he said, um, after New Year, like uh, after Christmas, New Year, we, you come and see us. So that was my first um, um, initiation or the, my start with New South Wales Cricket. I did a uh, couple of hours uh, work for them uh, till March. <laughs> and then the, the end, our end of the season, um, I had the interview and got the job as assistant coach at New South Wales from 2011 onwards um, till 2014. Um, and then 2014, I left uh, New South Wales cricket and took over Bangladesh for the first time. Okay. And then obviously you're there for a stint. You came back to to, to New South Wales and um, you're uh, part of the, the setup, also assisting um, with the the Sydney Thunder in the Big Bash too, and obviously then uh, up until that happened, till the I believe earlier this year. Now now you're back with Bangladesh, so it's sort of one to the other at, over the last few years. Yeah, yeah. That what happened was then um, after I was after no I after the Bangladesh 2018, I took over Sri Lanka head coach job again. Oh, went um, back so 18th, 19th. I was Sri Lanka coach and then was uh, after the World Cup got sacked Then came back because uh, my base was in Sydney. Then mm. we moved to Sydney. Um, New South Wales cricket, um, I'm really grateful to them. They took me back as a batting coach again and, and a Sydney Thunder coach because I was Sydney Thunder um, head coach from 2013-14 as well. So there I came back and um, 2020, I came back to New South Wales set up again uh, until I left them uh, this January for this Bangladesh stint. Um, we're going to wrap up shortly. And again, Chandika, thank you so much for your time. Um, 
A couple of quick questions. Um, moving forward, I suppose, cricket globally, uh, you're obviously involved as, as coach of the Bangladesh side, and um, I was just reading in the paper recently about uh, the rise of all these T20 leagues around the world, and we talked about your involvement just then with uh, the Sydney Thunder and the Big Bash. Um, for you as a, as, as a current head coach of, an, of, a, of a national team, uh, the future of cricket going forward, um, is it going to become more of these T20 leagues or is there a way to preserve the, the history that is is Test cricket in and amongst there as well? Yeah, certainly it's going towards the um, T20 leagues at the moment because of the sustainability of the game and, and a lot of people... Um, has a lot of interest in watching those uh, franchise league cricket but then I think in, on the cricket boards and the ICC has a really uh, important role to play to um, safeguard the test cricket because if test cricket is, is the number one this is I mean anyone who play cricket know that it's the hardest form of uh, game so it's involved in a lot of things T20 cricket is good entertainment it's fast um, that's that's generate um, revenues. That's that's another part. I, I think it's that essential to mm. sustain him and then uh, globalize the game. But the, the the test cricket is ultimate challenge. So we need to have that importance and and sustainability somehow to keep the test cricket um, the relevance. And for you as 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 coach, and again, one other quick question. Uh, we, we know the World Cup's coming up. What are you looking forward to, I suppose, for, for your Bangladesh to, to do and to, to be a part of that upcoming tournament in India in October? Yeah, the ODI cricket, 50-over cricket, Bangladesh has a better record than the other two formats. So we were quite excited. At the same time, the good place that, Bangladesh cricket in um, at least from the the, uh, the players and and the staff point of view we can uh, play with with freedom fearless cricket because we were not the um, uh, the favorite to win the tournament so that helped us to probably um, enjoy a little more and uh, do things that um, some other team won't take a uh, do or take a little bit of more risk. Uh, uh, to, make a few upset in the tournament. So we are looking forward to that. And that challenge is it's very exciting. Chandika, really appreciate your time chatting with me today. All the best to you and the Bangladesh cricket team for the upcoming World Cup. And uh, thanks again for your time chatting today here on the FLS podcast. Thank you very much for having me. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the FLS podcast, catching up with past and present Christians in sport to hear about their faith, life and sport. For more details on the podcast, head to our website, faithlifesport.com. Now, don't forget as well for the podcast to rate, subscribe and review. And if there's anyone in your part of the world you love us to chat with, please get in touch. Now, I'll catch you next time we're back out on the field together in the next episode of the FLS podcast.